we must stop eating, cried Toad as he ate another. And so we, still overly full, tucked into another major championship in 2022. Oregon was the overnight appetizer, a whistle wetter with plenty of pizzazz. What was it, you ask? Well, goat, of course. Shelly Ann Fraser-Price stole the show and cemented her legendary status, and we demolished it all to the soundtrack of Jeff Whiteman calling his son's Michelin-style performance home. Birmingham, well, that was the bread basket. Hearty, wholesome, and slathered with brummy butter. Salted butter, of course. We were weeping over Ailish McColgan. Then on to Germany, which was a starter, a main, and a dessert rolled into one because it was epic and enormous and had plenty of sweet endings. Munich delivered, and we are stuffed. Welcome along to the Backstreet Boys and Girl podcast and restaurant, it seems, today. It is time to look back at Euros. I'm Claire. I'm Jody. Every time. (laughs) Go on, help people out. Who are you both? <laughs> I'm Bayo. And I'm Jodie. And we're the Backstreet Boys and Girl Athletics Chat. Welcome along for the ride as we look back on a fabulous European Championships. Mi chiamo Fiona May, benvenuta. E poi io devo parlare con the Backstreet Boys e ragazza. Okay, we've got a new favourite. We have got a new favourite. I'm going to hand straight over to the pair of you because you were there. Go on, how was it? Can I just say beforehand, sorry this is a bit late, guys, but we were absolutely athletic out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like, it's been, this summer's been amazing, but oh my God, coming out of the Euros, I was exhausted and I wasn't the only one. A lot of the Atletico's there. Some people have been to all four champs this year and coming off the back of it, it was just like, oh, so here we are all refreshed, as you would say, and ready to talk with Claire about it. Um, it was great. I mean, it was so well organised. You know, there's yeah. a few, few minor quibbles, which we'll, we'll come to. Um, so well organised. Munich did such a great job. That stadium is the best stadium I've ever been to. And I haven't been there for 20 years and I've forgotten how great it is. As you walk in, you sort of see it, this great, big, amazing bowl. And it's just, it's just beautiful. It really, really is. Um, the athletics was fantastic. had a great time. But if I'm a bit kind of honest, by, by the end, it was just a bit much. That's all. That's, that's no criticism of the championships at all. I think it's just a criticism of the six weeks of three championships within, you know. Ridiculously, though, I am fully recharged now. I want more athletics. I can't wait for the next Diamond League. It's amazing how when you get used to them coming at you so thick and fast, you're ready for more almost instantly. Well, there's one tonight, isn't there? And then there's the Diamond League (laughs) final, I think, like next weekend or something. So don't worry, there's more to come. Um, When we got back, obviously, we hadn't, we'd watched all of, you know, Eugene, the Commonwealth. We were at the, um, the Europeans for the whole thing. While the Commonwealth was on, the World Juniors was on, which I've not, I've, I've tried to watch afterwards, but I couldn't watch it. I just watched the highlights on YouTube, which are not that well edited. So I've got a little idea of what happened there, but like too much information. So we're going to enjoy um, the last couple of Diamond Leagues. And then we, we have a big break, you know, like the athletes do. Maybe we'll go on holiday, get a bit of sun, uh, rest up. Because <laughs> um, I feel like we've been as committed as the athletes this year. and We're just as exhausted. Yeah, I'm taking a week off training. <laughs> I liked um, Jodie Williams put up an Instagram post yesterday saying this is no longer an athlete's account bring on summer break 2022 because it will just be and I hope it is because she deserves it it will just be beach picks, food coffee chill absolutely 
um, the championships were, were great. Um, like Bayo said, it is. I mean, it is a shame that because Europeans is always our favourite championships. Yeah, like you can you can always guarantee a well attended meeting. You can um, guarantee like great performances, lots of British success, which you know as a, a, a Brit must, uh, ourselves, it's nice to see. Not just not just like for nationalistic reasons, but these athletes that we know. I mean, yes. it's athletes that have been on the podcast. It's athletes that we stop and chat to all the time. So it's nice to see them being successful. Um, so. Yeah, overall, really, really, really good championships. The stadium's amazing. German fans are just like, I was going to say second to none, and then I remember British ones. Mm -hmm. But they are definitely the top two countries that you want to have an athletics meeting in. And I'd be very happy if we just shared all athletics meetings going forward. There's, you can't beat the crowds. It's, in, it's insane, the amount of people who just come out in the morning um, to cheer and do Mexican waves and scream at every single thing that goes on. Um, it's astonishing. You two are on TV all the time oh. <laughs> whenever they needed a brit or just someone enthusiastic honestly it was you guys and then the throng of athleticos that you all seem to congregate within yeah we have to give a shout out to seamus to dan to bev um to chris Jade, to all the yeah. all the both the dads yeah yeah to all the athleticos um who like we have our we have our own seats up in the heavens with the press seats so we always go and like we, we go around the stadium but we always go and sit with those guys as well and Seamus has got this little group and he's almost like the uh, travel agent so he gets <laughs> tickets and sorts everything out and everyone sits together and, and fans do congregate like they all come to find this group of people um and of course Seamus and Marie his sister they're Irish so they had something to cheer about as well so every time you saw people screaming Irish and running down to give the flags that's those guys so yeah it's a really good fun group of people and it's nice to have you know people familiar faces not just in the stadium but on Twitter as well and so it's a really good group of athleticos who all hang out together um, and just love the sport. What is the kind of eating and drinking set we obviously led with oh. food-based introduction but talk about are you having beer are you having pretzels are you having curryverse what do you have at Munich? Right I was you know I said at the beginning there was a couple of issues I had yeah um, one was the schedule. The schedule was bonkers, made absolutely no sense. I think we've said that about um, every championship this year. It was just just an absolute mess, to be, to be honest. It was the, the only my, my only really um, criticism of the championships themselves. The other thing was the food. The food was bad. Yeah. Um, if you don't eat meat, which neither myself and Jodie do, we literally had, I can't remember what we had. Was there like a pizza place? We had a, that was never that was wasn't always open. But there were fifteen different types of sausage you could eat. Fifteen. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, like I'm just joking in that. Like, it's all there was. It was like sausage, 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 and more sausage. Um, <laughs> and compare that to the Commonwealth Games, like the week before, where you had had probably fifteen different types of food. You know, you could have everything from around the world at the Commonwealth Games. Um, the food was really bad. It was, funnily enough, it was exactly the same when we were there 20 years ago. And we yes. joked. We <laughs> joked on the way there, like, oh, yeah, I bet the food's going to be the same, sort of laughing. And it literally was the same. Um, interestingly, we started off the first day. We got to the stadium and um, there was Germans drinking beer at 10 a.m. And we were like, woohoo, yeah. We'll we found our people. We found our people, exactly. <laughs> so the first day I had about, like, eight, like, beers. Um, I think I think I probably had eight the rest of the, rest of the champs put together. Um, our drinking days are over, Claire. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the scheduling. Blame the scheduling. I, I blame it's the scheduling. Better yeah. if the schedule had allowed. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I just it was it was it was great, but I just didn't feel 
drinking just wasn't a thing anymore and that's a that's a shame but like you know age creeps up doesn't it the um german fans got the job done as well because you can name a number of performances i think constance klosterhaufen being probably the one that jumps out to me where the crowd played an instrumental part in a massive performance Tina Lukenkemper as well. Yes, of course. And the men's decathlon finale. Going in, there was a a concern that like Germany had a really bad world championships. They don't have that many stars at the moment. And so there was a concern going in that like um, this wasn't going to be a great championships for them and that the the crowds may not turn out. was literally on the first night, it was absolutely packed. And I think Germany got a gold medal on the first night and it just continued on from there. So it was like, it's really good to see a championship where the host nation do well. And they did really, really, really well. You know, really well. A bit too well for our liking. Um, <laughs> some, some of those came at the, the, the pits of the Brits. But um, yeah, the, the, the Germans did great and that's really good to see us. You want that, you know, you want that in the championship. You want that when you're sat in the stadium. You want to have the, the crowd to have something to, to cheer about. Just talking about the Germans and also just overall results. Germany got seven golds, seven silvers, two bronze, so a total of 16 medals. Oh. And we got six golds, six silvers, eight bronze, so a total of 20 medals. Mm. Um, um, 28 com- countries in all got medals which is always great to see. Um, oh, so Euros, that's amazing. Yeah, the yeah. spread of medals was was astonishing. Spain did well. They got four golds. Um, Poland Greece. got three, but 14 medals. Yeah, Greece got four golds. Um, Netherlands got four golds. Um, France didn't get any golds, but they did get nine medals. Um, um, so, you know, with the well, Olympics coming up in a couple of years, they need to find a couple of stars. Um, but yeah, overall, like a really nice spread of medals. Lots of interesting people got medals. Um, and there's lots to talk about, which I'm sure we're just about to do. <laughs> well, when you weren't sinking eight points in a session, you actually were accredited for this event and you were out journalising. And I bet you didn't think that your journalising would start up in the stands because you weren't the only big names from athletics watching on, were you? <laughs> I hope this comes out. So um, we're here at the European Championships, but our favourite thing of the whole Championships is seeing the Queen, <laughs> short name in a wee bio, Wandering around, casual, going to following your husband in the in the decathlon. Yeah. Um, how's he doing? He's doing really good at the moment. He's doing really good. I think after the job, he sent me fourth, so he's gonna have to really uh, run have, the to, have to really run it. So looking forward to it, and hopefully for some good time. And do you enjoy athletics? Because a lot of athletes they do their own event, but they don't actually really come to watch. I actually do enjoy it, and you know, just seeing all the other events as well going off, you know, and um, you know, have a lot of friendships with a lot of the athletes yeah. too, and so just watching them compete, so it's always a pleasure. And we saw you sat here with Noah Lyles. Yeah. Who's also here which is great for us fans to see yeah um just talking about you for a second you won your first world championships in um back in oregon yes congratulations because you've you. had a, like a bit of an up and down relationship yeah, with the world championships i have you know <laughs> this is this is my fifth time <laughs> and you know usually it's three times a charm and you know for me it was it was fifth time um but you know i had fun with it and i was glad to finally get the title for it and now i finally racked up everything and i can be glad with, with, with what I've done. Well, that's, I guess, what we wanted to ask you about, because we did see you earlier. We mentioned that there's talk of you just concentrating on the 200 going yes. forward. Is that true? Yes, it is. Um, so, you know, for the past few years, we've been training strictly for the 400 and, you know, dabbling in a few 200s uh, along the way. And so now I really want to focus on the 200 and see what we can do. Um, try to get my speed back under my legs and, you know, just trying to have fun with the girls. But stepping down to, into the sprints, like the short sprints, is really tough right it now. It is. It is. And, you know, I live for a good challenge. So <laughs> for me, um, just seeing them put down the performances just gets me 
me even more excited and I'm ready to go back and train and, and see what we can do. And as fans, we love to see that as well yes, because yes. like we, we love to watch you run 400 but no. to mix it up and do different things is really good fun for us. Yeah, I know it is. Another thing that people say and we've had you say yeah. is that you might actually have a serious attempt at the heptathlon. I will. Yes. I actually will. Um, I'm actually going to, this, this off season, I'm going to start picking some jab um, a little bit but I'm, I'm definitely going to gonna go at it really hard and see what we can do but I, I want to have fun with it, you know. Um, I'm, I'm coming towards the, not the end of my career but you know I've accomplished what I've wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. especially in the 400 and I just want to have fun with the rest of it so how serious would you be about the heptathlon like are you are you aiming to qualify for championships oh, to get medals What's... of course I want yes. when I go at it, I want to go seriously at it you know um, I was uh, given a chance to come down uh, to one of the meets this year and I was just like no you know I want to train for it like I probably train for it I just go out there and, and um, just have fun but um, yeah, I want to see what we can actually do and have fun with the girls. I'm gonna actually and of the heptathlon events, what what are you not looking forward to doing? The javelin. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never thrown a jab, but I, I, I'm not very good at throwing. Well, I used to throw a softball when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I was never I'm really good at it, so... I think that's going to be the toughest one, and that's why we're going to start picking the jab. Uh, yeah, because I imagine like hurdles. I think you could pick up. I think yeah. long jump and high jumps. You know, I, I did a bit of, of everything growing up, and so I've done hurdles, I've done uh, long jump, high jump, shot put, yeah. 800, 200, and so it's just really that jab that's that's really going to kick my butt. But. Well, you've got them. a great coach at home, haven't you, of the yeah. multi-event, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really look forward to seeing you doing that. What Thank have you, you. got um, for the rest of the season now? I have knack act that I'm going home for at the end of this week. So in, in like two days, three days, uh, we start, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be home and in front of the home crowd and um, looking to put on a performance for them. Well, we always look forward to seeing you run and we're just really happy to see you here and thank you for so, taking the time to speak to us. Thank you so much. Now, of course, Shauna is there supporting her husband, uh, Marcel Weibo, and so she was moving around the stadium, going to every single um, event, sitting with the Estonian team, cheering her husband on, looking like, a, well, she is a goddess, but like <laughs> just looking spectacular, just really low-key, just keeping to yeah. herself, having, but she was so welcoming, like, we, we said hi to her. We were actually with Julie Asher Smith um, having a chat, and Shawne walked past, and we had to chat with her. Once we chatted to her, everyone realised who she was, and everyone was asking for photos. And we said, can we have a chat with you, like um, an interview later on? And she said, yeah, of course, come and find me. I'll be in the stands with my husband. So we kind of stalked her a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and followed around different events. Um, and then we, we caught her after the javelin, and um, the coaches and they were like, come. And she said, oh, no, I've promised these guys an interview. So um, she stopped oh. and had, had, had a little chat with us, which was lovely. She could not have been nicer and warmer. I, it really, and I'm going to say this now, I listened to all these interviews as they came in on our little WhatsApp group. You guys nailed this championship. But also what is so lovely is I can actually hear the affinity you have with the athletes. And Sean A got us off to a pretty good start on that front because she clearly just really enjoyed talking to you. What, what was really exciting for us is when she realised who we were, she goes, oh, I know your podcast. And apparently, she doesn't. <laughs> yes, she said Jazz Sawyer's is always telling her how it's the best podcast and she needs to listen to it. So I gave her a card and um, maybe maybe she's listening right now. Hi, Shawnee. Hi, Shawnee. Please do that one. <laughs> Definitely follow through on that. I am so excited at the prospect of that. Well, this is the scoop, isn't it? Um, next year, she's going to give the heptathlon a go. She's going to train seriously for it, not just as a little bit of a joke. She wants to be competitive. Um, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> the thought of like her and Naffy like, and a healthy cat striding around. And also Neve Everson is back in good form all of a sudden. So, oh my God, that tattoo is always something that I mark in my calendar. But now it, it, it could be the event. I mean, so I think it's a bit of a stretch. Go on, Bayer, sorry. I'll say, I think we're all going to Gotsius, aren't we? 
<laughs> yes, let's do a pod trip to Cotsness. Um, no, I think it's a bit of a stretch to expect her to be competitive with um, like the, the superstars of the heptathlon. But, you know, with her strengths, I mean, how many points is she going to get in the 200? Um, yep. how I was she... just going to say that. That's what I was going to say. The, the um, heptathlon 200 world record is Jackie Joyner Kersey. And I think it's something crazy, like 22, 22, 20, 22, 23. Yeah, really doesn't, doesn't Daphne run faster than that? Not, not in a half tap in Yeah, not before that. she switched. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's really interesting to, to look out for. Maybe she can take a world record or world record <laughs> in that. But it'll be so interesting to see. Like, she, obviously, she's supremely athletic. Um, but, you know, it's the technical stuff, isn't it? She's worried about the javelin. Um, she says she thinks she'll be all right in the, the hurdles and the long jump. She's done things like that when she was when she was younger. But the javelin, and you know, from British heptathletes especially, the javelin often trips them up if it's something you're not confident about. So, but that's the fun of that's the fun of watching it, isn't it? So, come on, Shawnee. She's got the you know she's got an in-house coach. So hopefully she gets a lot of training in over over the summer. And it's I just love seeing people have a bit of fun with the yeah. sport. Like it's, you know, it's, we want to see people, we want to see her dominate the 200 and the 400. But to say, do you know what? I'm going to have some fun this year. I'm going to try something different. It's going to give the fans something to like be excited about. Um, I'm much more excited about her giving the heptathlon a go. And even if she, you know, she doesn't get to the championships or she doesn't get 6,000 points, I'm still more excited to see her do that than to see her do the 400 or the 200 next year. I agree. Hi, it's Shannon Miller-Webo and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys and Girl podcast. Brilliant to catch up with Sean A, an absolute superstar of the sport. But there are some rapidly rising superstars amongst the ranks of the British athletes because Ailish McColgan, three major championships this year. She's come away with a handful of silverware. She's crazy. She's not even done racing for the year. There's road races still to come. But I think let's start our Brit watch with Ailish McColgan. What was it like being in the stadium for her? And could you see in her the fatigue of her unbelievable summer? Because I think I read somewhere that she's raced something like 27 miles on tracks this summer. <laughs> I mean, we did count the laps up, um, but it's, it's, it's just, what I love about Ailish is like, she went out and she just gave it all. She yeah. gave it all. Now, you know, a fresh Ailish may have got gold medals here, but you know, what, what you're going to turn in the gold medal at the Commonwealth and the great performances throughout the year. Um, phenomenal athlete like so dedicated, just so hardworking, like she gives it absolutely everything. I think going in, we probably, I mean, Yasmin Khan didn't do the Worlds, I don't think, so we didn't know what form she was going to be in. But in my head, she always wins the, the Europeans. Apparently she's only won it once before, but in my head, she's, <laughs> she always wins it. Um, and Klosterhaupt, we weren't expecting anything from at all. No. So um, I get there's a, maybe there's a tinge of disappointment that she couldn't get a gold here, but what a, what a great uh, championships for her. And what a great chatter as well, because we did have a, we did have an interview with her afterwards. We're here at the European Championship with Eilish McColgan, who just got another medal. Eilish, <sighs> do you know how many laps you've run around a track this year? <laughs> My dad was trying to tell me earlier today, and I was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. I've got one more. And that's honestly what I just kept reminding myself today. Like, this is it. This is the last blowout. Like, just get round and enjoy it. And I'm really proud of myself. Like, everyone thought I was mad wanting to do the double at all three, but... Yeah, I've got four medals, um, four medals more than I had at the start of the year. So I'm just, I'm so proud. I really am. Um, of course, I'd love to win a European title, but yeah, it was always going to be a tough ass after Commonwealth Games. Exactly. I mean, I think um, the film you've been in this year and the form that you've shown, 
if it had just been the Europeans, you might have two gold medals right now. Yeah. But you chose to do all the events. Was it was that always your plan to do all three of them? Yeah, to be honest, someone said to me um, the other day, like, would you sacrifice your Commie Games gold for a European title? And honestly, I wouldn't. With it being a home champs, even speaking to Paula yesterday, Paula Radcliffe was like, no, like, you'd made the right decision. Like, you had your moment with the home crowd, yeah. with your family, like, and it was... Coco's moment today do you remember yeah, I said that yeah, to her I said like you, this is your crowd this is your family here like enjoy and honestly I'm so happy for her because she deserves it and I feel like yeah I had mine in Birmingham it was really special I would never ever take that back and um, yeah we've got another two years till Europeans and I'm sure uh, there'll be a, a gold there one day but yeah silver and a bronze it was I had nothing else to die honestly <laughs> I literally was just like looking around me thinking oh my god I just need to get to the line and don't lose this medal so yeah, very tired, very, very tired, but proud. So I think what the fans want to know is where you're going to go on holiday. I don't, anywhere, anywhere, I don't even care at this point. But I'm 100%, we're having a two-week holiday. We'll assess, uh, assess how the body is, go into a little bit of a road racing season before we decide um, Yeah, what, what the next plan is. But there will 100% be some sort of sunshine and holiday <laughs> where I just sit on a sun lounger and eat everything Absolutely. in sight. So um, that's the plan. That so what the are your plans for this year? Have you got any more track races? Track is done. Um, I'll see how the legs feel. I have London Big Half and then um, preparation for London Marathon. But and honestly, this has been a little bit more of an emotional mm. high than I probably was expecting. Commonwealth Games was far bigger than I imagined. Uh, it sort of it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. Just the sleep and then trying to get yourself up for this as well. So we'll see how the body recovers off the back of this. London Big Half and then we'll decide for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, I this has been more than I could ask for, to be honest. Well, thank you very much, Talk to us. Congratulations thank on you. an amazing season. Thank and can you thank your mum for sitting with us? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> that was so funny the other day. I was like, this is definitely not my family or my mum, but like, okay. Uh, I think it's because you guys were cheering. They were like, oh, this is definitely her family, but... No, thank you so much. No, that for was our friend Bev. Yeah, so Bev, I saw that on Twitter. So thank you very much, Bev, for standing in for my mum because I needed it. I needed the cheers for sure. Thank but you no, very thank much. you guys. Thank you. You can, you can tell in the interview, she was very, very happy with her season. You know, it's a really yeah. satisfying season overall. Um, as she said, she wouldn't give up that Commonwealth gold medal for anything. And I think we all, we all would agree with that. You could see how tired she was because a fresh mm. Ailish wouldn't have let them get away. And I think watching in the stadium, you are a bit disappointed when you realise that she's not actually going to be able to keep up. Um, but, you know, having said that, what a great season. Um, and it's really kind of changed changed her in British athletics, hasn't it? I yes. think in the same way that this season has Jake Whiteman, they're now at the sort of the, the top, the, the t in the top echelons, aren't they, of our stars. Um, and it's great. It's great you have these new stars come through. I mean, they've been, both been around for a while, but they are now like at the, at the top up with your Dinas and your Cats. Um, and that's what we're really looking forward to, to next year and what they can sort of continue on in the world stage. And Ailish has been so patient for this success. Yeah. She's had several different events that she's tried to hand out. The talent is obvious. That's always been there. It's just been waiting for it to click and for her to have consistent training. When we had her on for that interview special a couple of years ago, she said that she pretty much, after having that first operation, had to revert to cross training for a season. Just spent all of her time getting all of her mileage in on a cross trainer or on a bike or whatever it took to just stay healthy. And now she's healthy and you can just see all of that like fantastic genetics coming through and the fact that she's mentally so resilient, like you said. And I'm just, I'm really, really delighted that it's come good because in another universe it, it didn't and she did keep getting injured and she deserves this. She really, really does. And, you know, we talk, we've talked a lot about the Commonwealth Games and I guess the European Championships as well, but specifically the Commonwealth because they were home championships. 
like to the public, she's a gold medalist. It doesn't matter yeah. that it was the Commonwealth or the Olympics. Or she's raised her profile to like superstar status. Like she's front page news now. So coming into getting into, not she doesn't need to get into races, but you know, her appearance fees for doing things, she's going to be invited onto TV shows. She's going to get that, that public acclaim that does athletes don't always get, like, you know, from coming eighth or seventh or fifth at the world championship. She's a gold medalist. She's a multiple medalist now. And like Bayer said, she's at the top echelon of uh, British athletics and British sport. Everyone knows her name. And it's really great to be able to grab that acclaim and use it going forward in your athletics career, but also as a something to do afterwards. Like she's got a profile now that she can use afterwards. I was wondering, because of the Commonwealth gold, whether she might be up for um, a sports personality of the year. I think a lot of people would have watched that, won't you? That, that would have been great. I'd also like to give a shout out to European Athletics for putting a picture of Atletico Bev on their Twitter account oh, and, yeah. and saying that it was Liz McColden cheering on her daughter. Um, <laughs> One of the great moments of the European Championships. <laughs> this is Paula Radcliffe, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. Ailish, fantastic over the five and the ten. Let's drop down on a distance. <coughs> and it's me, I sound like I need an end of season break. Let's drop down a distance, the 1500 metres. For me, the women's one was one of the pinnacles of Munich. Were you there for it? I assume you were. Well, of course. And I think um, th- the thing is, like, we, Laura was massively the favorite but Laura just did what Laura does right yeah. she just went in she ran her race she ran away from everybody she made it look she didn't make it look easy actually because she always makes it look tough she <laughs> always toughs it out but you know it was a, it was an easy win for her it was great for Kira McGean to get the the silver um you know there's not a lot of Irish athletes who have that kind of success so it's great to see that she's been getting better and better and better hasn't she yeah. Um, after did she come second at the Commonwealth? She second at the Commonwealth as well, yes, behind yeah. Laura. So, it was, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, it was it was a great, um, great race, um, a great champion. Just thinking about the British women: bronze in the hundred, silver in the two hundred, fourth in the four hundred, um, gold in the eight hundred, gold in the fifteen hundred, um, silver and bronze in the five thousand and ten thousand. They had a great track championships. Um, can I just literally just just quickly say that did you notice the, the British men in the sprint? Because we got two medals in every sprint: mm. silver, silver and bronze in the hundred, gold and silver in the uh, two hundred, gold and bronze in the four hundred, and then we won both relays. It's usually the women, isn't it? In recent years, it's been the women, especially the women in the relays. Um, the women's relays didn't have such a good chance. But, you know, no, they've we'll, given we'll, us, we'll, they've given we'll us ten years of non-stop medals, so they can have one off day. So in my mind, we were going to go from Laura and Kira, and then we're going to chat about Keely. But actually, because we just mentioned the British men's sprint, how about we hear from somebody who out of, not out of nowhere, because obviously we've known his name for ages, but who suddenly delivered this summer in a big podium perching way. Let's hear from Matt Hudson-Smith. Congratulations. You've had a fantastic year. Um, World bronze, Commonwealth silver, two European golds, a British record. But I get the impression you're not fully satisfied. Would I be right to say you wanted more? Um, I think the Commonwealth stung a little bit, but, you know, I, um, I made the corrections at the Europeans. Uh, I, got, I didn't get told off, but uh, basically, you know, I spoke to my coach, spoke to Christine. Everyone was just like, let's not go for times. Literally, we're here to win. And, you know, I think it was a big lesson and... Uh, uh, and it was something that I, I definitely needed just to improve and move on, really. So uh, it was bittersweet, really. But you have had an amazing year. I mean, going in, I don't know you would have asked for any, any more. Um, yeah. Come here, you defended your title. Um, yeah. Can I ask, 
most important thing for us, us fans, is yeah. we haven't had a four relay team all year. Yeah. And suddenly we've got an amazing four relay team. W- yeah. What happened? <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, I think we've always had like the t- the talent. Um, it's just you know schedules, injuries. Um, everyone was. Just, uh, <laughs> as Alex said, you know, we don't rush perfection really, and. Um, it was just, it was, it was, it was in the making, and I'm just happy, you know, that it, it came together really. And you know, we have Martin, who's just led us the way. And we had a plan, and we stuck to the plan, and we delivered. Well, I think there's a really great team around that. Martin's looking after the relay. You're, you're conversing with Christine yeah. about your 400. They're really good people to have in your corner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, I've got probably the best team in the world. I've got Christine, I got Martin, I got my coach, I got my uh, physio, Martin Wilson. Uh, my other physio, Sean Kettle, who's in America. Like honestly, the team around me is is the best, and they get me to the line and got my my head straight, my body straight, and yeah, everything's just coming together really. It really is. It's really shown this year. I'm guessing next year it's that sub 44 you want, yeah? I've got one more race, uh, <laughs> so maybe Zurich. I might get it. We'll see. Um, my coach said now that we've got the medals, we can go for time. So. I'm, I'm definitely going for times, and this time I don't have anything to lose with in regards to like, the Commonwealth, so yeah, I, I want that. So your season could get even better is what we're saying? We'll see. <laughs> cool. Listen, congratulations. Great year. Thanks ever so much. Thank you for having me. What Can a just, nice guy. Well, I was just going to say that because we'd, we'd ask... Let me just quickly explain the setup, yeah? <laughs> we are, we've got a seat right at the top like, in the press bit. Um, usually, or often, a uh, mixer, which is where we do the interviews, is pretty nearby. You know, you maybe you go down some stairs or something. This was, I'm not exaggerating, uh, a, like a 10 minute trek. You are exaggerating. It was like an obstacle, obstacle course. course. Down yes. all these stairs, out some gates, down some more stairs, along a cobbled path, round by the toilets, down the, it was like a real, real, so, so often when you're um, trying to get someone, it's a real, Trick, are you going to miss the athletics? Are you going to run down to catch someone that get, get an interview? Uh, we missed Matt on the first thing, so we had a back and forth on, on Instagram as to get him to get an interview with him. Um, and he was so lovely. He was like, Can we email back and say, I can't this time, can we try this? It was just so accommodating. And he said to me at one point, Oh, I'm not that good at interviews, but I'm happy to do one with you because I'm, I'm sort of getting better. Um, and I just want to say, What an absolute um, D- delight he is what an absolute lovely lovely man what a great sort of ambassador for our sport and I'm so happy that he's had such a great great summer you know gold silver and a bronze um he's and he said as, as you just said in the interview um he maybe isn't finished yet you know he's got one more race and he's going for that um he's going for that um European record so fingers crossed but no a real real credit to the sport and a real credit to the British team and what I love is he's, he's got more to do because, yes. like, he, he, I'm sure he's come out this, this, really happy with this season, but he also knows that there's, like, I feel like at the Worlds, well, I'm not complaining about a bronze, but there was the opportunity there to even win. Same at the Commonwealth. And, yes. he was, you know, he said he's still learning how to race. Christine's been having ch- ch- chats with him about racing, racing to win to and win. not just getting fast times. So there's more to come from Matt Hudson-Swift, which makes it even even more excited. Hi, I'm Gemma Rike, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys and Carol. Matt had a great a great summer, but there was that you know unexpected loss at the Commonwealths, and not not in a bad bad um, uh, performance. But oh, actually, it's the same as um, as exactly the same as Keeley, who you know we thought was going to walk it, even though Mary Mariah was there. Mary Mariah ran that crazy race, and Keeley ended up silver. But they both did good. 
they mm. both came good at the uh, at the European. So we're here with the new European champion, Keely Hodgkinson. That sounds nice. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Keely, you've had a really long summer. How nice is it to finish it with a nice outdoor gold medal? It is very nice. It's definitely extra special tonight to finally come on top of a podium. Um, I said to myself before I went in the call room, you know, I'm going to refuse to walk away without the gold. So I'm just very happy that I could secure and do that today. You're only 20 years old and you have a medal from every major outdoor championships. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been done before. Um, just talking about over the summer, um, obviously the World Championships was so close. You're getting closer and closer to Athens. Um, the Commonwealth was a bit nuts. What was Mary Morale up to, up to in that race? I don't know. <laughs> I think I've seen her do things like that before, like go off and then you can never count for things like that. So I'm just, you know, that was that's the way. But I feel like I didn't put a foot wrong no, you um, myself. I feel like, you know, Goulet took over and I was like, oh, can't let her go too far ahead. But then I didn't even realise she was right at the back. I thought she was in like fourth and then when everyone was like, she come up, I was like, what? But, you know, fair enough to her. Next time I'll have to try to do one better. <laughs> but I mean, the, the girls you're having to run against are like spectacular and they're all really young. So going forward over the next couple of years, there's another two major, major championships. Going to come away with a couple more golds? I hope so. That would be the aim. You know, being so close, 0.08 that's definitely mm. gonna help me wake up in the morning and get through hill <laughs> sessions um but yeah it's great to have people like just pushing 800 meters i feel like it's back in the limelight um you know obviously my coach jenny it's nice yes. to follow in her steps and bring some more medals back to the gang yeah. um and yeah just keep doing my family and my friends proud. i just want to talk a little bit about trevor and jenny how great is it to have people with such experience in your corner and like um to go to jenny for advice yes no it is really great definitely been there and done it and jenny's even raced a few of these girls mm. in her past so um, <laughs> it is actually quite nice but honestly it's not walking around with Trevor is like walking around with Kim Kardashian in LA. <laughs> Everyone knows him in this athletics world. You can't get anywhere, I've decided. But they're really great to have on my support team and um, yeah, just amazing. So what have you got planned for the rest of summer? You've had, you've had a lot of races. Are you going to continue to the end of the summer? Um, I've just got one more, Zurich, the Diamond League final. I don't think there's any 800s in any of the Diamond Leagues, so just that one and then I don't want to say track for about a month. Yeah, have a nice holiday and enjoy yourself and you thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. It's so easy to forget how young Keely is and uh, yeah. how time she's had on the scene. But as you pointed out there, she has now got this absurd collection of international medals. And, you know, she's still barely out of nappies, but she does speak, I think, with really noticeably increasing maturity. I feel like Keely, in the way that she races, which has always been impressive, but also in the way that she speaks, is growing up really wonderfully under the tutelage of Trevor and Jenny. It's, I just don't know these kids. Like, <laughs> how, how are you so mature? Like, the, the, just the way you carry yourself and the way you speak and the way you perform. Me at 19. Mm. Like, what? <laughs> it's insane. Like, it really is insane. The only championship she hasn't got a medal from is the World Indoors. That's because she, um, you know, she pulled out at the last minute where she'd have a gold from there as well, I think. Like, at 20 years old. Like, it's, it's just incredible. What I love about Keely is she always, it, it's never enough. You know, so she has this real ambition. It's not it's not an arrogance. It's not. She's no, not it's not. In, you're right. It's not in an arrogant way. She's just kind of a bit frustrated with herself that she didn't win. And at, at 19, she thinks she absolutely deserves to win. And she has to think that because I think Moo is also 19, isn't she? Or, or 20, both 20 now. Both 20, 20 now, yeah. But I, I can't imagine, um, even now, I often think, like, oh, so-and-so, you know, let so-and-so do something. Because to her at at that age, to be thinking, you sh you're the best and you should be the winner. That's the attitude you need. And that's why she's been so successful. Um, I also loved how she she had the same reaction to us about Mary Murray. She was like, where did she come from? I didn't, I, I went absolutely fine. She didn't know where she'd gone, you know. Um, it's going to be so interesting over the next few years. Mm. That all, <laughs> these three running together. 
Jenny was a brilliant guest in the BBC's studio. And I've got to say, a lot of their coverage was fantastic. Jeanette steered things beautifully. Um, Jenny was so interesting on Keely because we really got the inside track every time she appeared in the studio um, from talking about how Keely is not a morning person. So those heat <laughs> semi-finals, not easy to get her out of bed for them, let alone to have her performing really well. But also coming into the semi-final, she then she just completely laid her cards on the table and she said, Yeah, the heat was just a matter of getting it done. I didn't really mind how she did it. That was so I want to see her run fast before the final. Keely wants to run fast before the final. So just make sure it's in her legs. And that's exactly what she did. She took them through in a good, hard opening lap in that semi and then cruised home. And I just thought like that level of honesty and being that candid by Jenny was really, really interesting. I also shout out to Richard Kilty. I learned so much about him in that pundit role about how sprinters were executing and why Daryl is so good at this and why Dina is looking to do that and how Kumbunji won it. He was just fantastic. Making no particular comment about anything from the past, but Richard Kilty has done himself the world of good um, being a pundit on the yeah, BBC. Um, he's comes across so, so well. You know what, I've just mentioned her and I know that we have another Brit whose interview we're going to drop in in a moment, but because we've touched on Kambunji, let's look at the women's sprinting side of things. Mm. What was it like being in the stadium for that completely tops of 500 metres? Well, so we watched we watched that 100. Obviously, Dina pulled up. We were with Julie, her mum. So that was concerning. Mm. But she, didn't, she didn't look injured, injured. It was just like, what's that? What's going on? And then... That we were literally stood on the finish line. Yeah, I thought Kumbunji had won. I mean, Daryl, we were expecting to win after her semi-final. Um, we thought Kumbunji had won. There was a whole like we were, um, trying to get in t- trying to get Dina because our mum was there and t- t- mum wanted to make sure she was okay. And then we turned around about five minutes later and we realised a different person had won. Um, I mean, Luke and Kemper really raised her game. Nobody saw that coming. Absolutely no. nobody saw that coming. Dina Luke and Kemper didn't see that coming. No. Mm. Did you see her knee? Yes. Oh, my God. Giant catch in it. Yeah. She obviously drops her knees. There's that spectacular photo of her just screaming, like sort of the scream, you know, painting-esque, realising that she's won. And then the next day, everyone was reposting that photo going, look closer. Oh, my God. There's all sorts coming out of that thing. I mean, but what what a race. Yeah. Incredible. One of those ones where you think, how on earth do you commentate on that? There were <laughs> things going on during that race. Dina, Daryl, Kambunji, looking Kemper, and um, it was amazing. Absolutely so amazing. The story was, I don't know if this was on TV, but that Daryl almost pulled out. Yeah. She had cramp um, at the start, and um, there was a little bit of a hesitation where she was going to run at all. Um, and Dina got cramp as well. Um, and um, the, the understanding is that they their water was taken away from them, like, way before they even got into the tunnel or something so there was some concern over like lack of um liquids but i don't know i it's really unfortunate because you know dina and daryl in most years would have been one and two there and a little bit like daryl flattered to deceive in the commonwealths and in the europeans like her semi-finals were astonishing and then I'm not going to say you run 11 dead and you've underperformed really but like it's just a shame i feel like she's got just a little bit more to give um and but i mean what a great consistent season from her i mean we're complaining we're not complaining but like i don't know how many times she's run under 11 seconds but it's multiple times so like Mm. we can't be disappointed i'm just looking forward to seeing more from her when it really matters because you Mm. can't help but feel like a commonwealth's without shelly and fraser price there 
um, and then a, a European final. When she's running that well and that consistently well, like she'll be the first to say she's disappointed with what she's yeah. acted this season with. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that come good, especially where the relays then also fell down for GB women. Yeah, yeah de- and, definitely. Know, missed, sorry, they definitely missed opportunities for to, for Daryl there. Yeah, I mean, and Dina obviously going into this year, I think she was um, um, she had eight titles to or eight medals, mm. wasn't it? To um, um, but five titles, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sure she's frustrated with this year, um, but you know she she's had a lot of problems, and to come away with extra medals is is a bonus. That 200, I think, after the semi, we thought she would win. Campbell, um, you know, Campbell is a great athlete. You know, she's going to mm. be there or thereabouts. We thought like Dina just had the, the edge. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't so, and we, we could never, excuse me, we could never be disappointed that Kambunji's actually won a European title at last because uh, the amount of fourth places, multiple fourth places she's had. So can't be disappointed at that. Um, I mean, slightly, you know, disappointed um, that Dina didn't win, but um, great. And we had a chat with uh, Mahinka Kambunji afterwards because she's everyone's favourite. We're from Britain, so obviously we wanted Dina to win. But I have to say that as athletics fans, you are a real fan favourite. Yeah. And if Dina wasn't going to win, we are so happy, happy that you did. Thank you. That means uh, a lot to me. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, in 2018, you got three fourth places. So you finally got a European gold to go with your world gold, world indoor gold, <laughs> yes. earlier in the season. Yeah, it's been such an incredible season. Um, I'm really happy about how I, I progressed this year. Um, the 60s, the 100, the 200, and to go home with two medals, with a really close silver and with a gold is just, just amazing. Yeah. So um, it's been a great, great year for you. Coming into this year, what were you sort of expecting? What, did you, what were you hoping for? Honestly, I, I knew that I can run faster, but it's always hard to say how much faster. Um, I just wanted to see what is possible. Um, I think I'm happy with part of it, but I think it's still possible possible to get faster but it was just yeah it was just so much fun to compete in all these competitions and at this uh, championship and I'm just happy we have the Swiss competitions in, in Switzerland now the next uh, few weeks and I'm looking forward to next year it's just it's so much fun and I'm also it gives me a lot of motivation to go back to training after the season and to get better and do it even better next year well we were there in Belgrade when you won gold and you ran such a fast <laughs> time I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to run that fast but that's from 60 to 200 that means you're a, a proper sprint queen aren't you you can cover all the distances <laughs> I like all the events um, each event has uh, another um, thing I like about it um, so it's, it's really nice I can run all three uh, distances well we love watching you congratulations we're thank so so happy much. for you so thank, thank you. you so much for speaking to us thank you appreciate it she's been around for such a long time and she's always there or thereabouts so to actually see that if, if Dina was going to lose, as I said, at least she lost for Majinga Kambunji. Uh, the Kambunji sisters had a great championship. Didn't they? They got a gold, gold, silver and a bronze between them. Um, shame about the relay. They did, they, they also, like, they, they didn't get through to the final of the relay, did they? Because there was a potential of the medal there. But, um, yeah, really, really good championships f- f- from them. Hi, my name is Carson Worrell and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys and Girl. I just want to do a shout out to Jeremiah Razoo for my favourite celebration of the championship. A massive, equal personal best, I think it was, when it mattered the most. A fantastic performance in the relay as well. Um, And have you noticed that he wears a necklace that says Azum? (laughs) (laughs) He's my my new favourite athlete this year. My new favourite British athlete. Like, he he really arrived on the scene. He was a good junior, um, and he's really made himself a name this summer with great performances. We need to get him on the pod. Um, I've been talking to him on Twitter, so I, we need to get him on the pod pretty soon. I need to give a shout out to Charlie Dobson, who I had 
Oh, yeah. Knew the name, had never seen him in my life. Didn't know who he was. And he turns up, like, runs, like, everyone's been saying, like, Charlie Dobson, Charlie Dobson, he's a 400-meter runner, a 200-meter runner. I got him completely mixed up with other people. Phenomenal. Unfortunately, you know, I came fourth. But he got he missed out to Tortu, who's an Olympic champion in the relay. So it's not like he did a bad job. And he got a gold medal in the relay. But he's put himself, you know, he's put his name out there. He was he was at Lausanne, wasn't he? He got a, a diamond league place. He's going to get continue getting them if he could just stay um, injury free. Um, great great addition. Alex Haydock, Haydock Wilson, who you know has really another one put his name on, on the map. Also, um, what a personality! He's so easy to warm to. I'd love to be on a team with him. <laughs> um, my one of my favourite people of the British um, team, Lawrence Okoye. Come on, Lawrence Okoye. Yes. Like <laughs> we've been, uh, you know, so what, twenty eleven? I think he think he won the um, European under twenty threes, and we we're like, oh my god, this man mountain is going to be amazing, <laughs> and he disappeared. We lost him to to um, American football. We've got him back, and he's getting his consistency back and getting two medals in a row this summer is going to give him the world of confidence and people need to be afraid. Be afraid. We've been saying it for 10 years now, but it's going to come true. Yes. Lawrence Akera was my favourite moment of the entire championships. Wow. Uh, uh, Obscure as that may be. I may have cried. Um, (laughs) He did. But but Jody's right. All those people must have known who he is and they must have been so relieved when he disappeared. And when he's come back, (laughs) in the back of their minds, they must have been like, Oh, you know, but he hasn't got his timing right. I think we even said last podcast, did it? He's just got to get his timing right. Two championships in a row and up at a 67. That's his second furthest throw ever. You know, coming good at our championships. That is really, really scary. So as Jody says, you know, be afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, he can throw over 70, can't he? So, yeah. I also want to do a shout out to the grumpiest silver medalist there has ever been, Jake Hayward. Um, dotted to have missed out to Jakob Ingebrigtsen and was didn't hide that in its post-race interviews. I thought he was so um, entertainingly put out to have won his first major international medal um, in every bit of media that he's done since. But I love the ambition. I absolutely love the naked ambition of that. And for somebody to come away and go, you know what, I've lost to one of you know the greatest athletes in the world right now, which Jakob inarguably is. Yeah. Well, whatever you make of him, he is a consummate yeah. performer. Um, but to, to come away from that and be disappointed, I think that, like Keely, someone who's not satisfied um, with excellence, someone who wants to be the best. And I thought that was really cool. Um, one um, thing we do need to talk about, there was a bit of controversy. And uh, we didn't, obviously, we were in the stadium, so we didn't get to see all the replays and stuff. But Jacob Pinchon Dukes losing out oh, on God, that yeah. silver medal in the long jump. Um, oh, I, yeah, so. Um, we didn't. We saw one replay in the studio, and I remember saying to Bayer, "That's a foul." Um, so from where, just seeing it once, that's what it looked like. But what did, I mean, we didn't see all the arguments afterwards. We didn't hear all the commentary, Claire. So, like, what was that about, and what was your thoughts? I watched the jump, um, and I thought, "Oh, that was close. That was either brilliant on the board, or that was a foul." Mm. And then it was an unbelievable leap. And then they showed us the replay of the foot on the plasticine or as it is now on the line. And I thought that is a foul having watched yeah. it on TV. I thought that is annoying because he wouldn't have broken plasticine there, but he has crossed the line. So unfortunately, according to the new rules, that's a foul. And then it wasn't a foul. Yeah. And that was just really swiftly parked, both kind of in the coverage and from what I could see in the stadium, it was just done. That was a white flag, fine. And that's what infuriates me so much about this 
is that what should have happened immediately is they should have red flagged that and said, according to the new rules, as annoying as that is, that's not a good jump. That's done. Scratch it from the record. That's an X. And they didn't. So because of that, the fact that the French didn't uh, didn't protest it immediately, uh, there should be some sort of thing where they say you can't protest things once two further rounds have passed or something, because the whole competition was conducted with every single person in it believing that it was a fine jump. Exactly. I really, really hated it. I thought it was um, red tape gone mad. Mm. Especially, yeah, surely the whole point of this new um, new procedure, new technology, is that we don't have that. Before, yeah. you've had mm. you've had plasticine, which we think should be fouls, but they don't leave a mark because of the shape of the shoe or something. And surely this is what the new um, technology is for, to make sure someone doesn't get away with it. Exactly. So in this case, if it doesn't mark it immediately, how can it be a foul? And then we saw um, later on in the championships, there was loads of videos of shoes in exactly the same place. I think uh, Marina Romanchuk did the same um, in one, where the the shoe was exactly the same place, just that very slightly over what would, would look like a foul, didn't leave a mark, but, but got away with it. There's got to be consistency, hasn't there? But my understanding, and I might have this completely wrong, wouldn't be the first time, is that this new camera technology, it's, it's still a human being making the decision. So it's, I thought it was a laser that automatically got flagged. I mean, maybe I was giving it more credit than, uh, than, it's, than it deserves. But my understanding is it's just a camera and that it's still a human being who's making that decision of whether it crosses the line or not. But like Claire said, it, it needs to be done in the moment. You can't have a whole championships, six, what is it, five, six more rounds, and then say to someone, oh, no, sorry, it throws everything. It throws away. Everybody's competed for the next um, six, six jumps. And... In Doha, in the hammer, didn't something similar happen? And he was still presented as a bronze medal because they said he would have um, performed differently in the next five throws if it had been flagged at the time. Um, and so there's some, there some absolute nonsense which we wholly disagree with at the time. So like... No, and I do still disagree with it, but there has to be some consistency. Like either you get to you get disqualified at the end of the race or you don't. We should also, I don't think we've mentioned him, just very quickly say Jake Whiteman, same as Matt Hudson-Smith, um, <laughs> gold, silver, bronze um, in the championships. A bit like, um, you know, Ailey has, has really done well, middled all the time. Um, he's probably the British athlete of the year. And I think because because his win came first, we're sort of forgetting about him a bit, but it was actually the big one, wasn't it? But the best or the most high quality race of the entire champs was probably the women's four by four relay um going in we thought and we've, well, i'm sure we'll talk about Kemp in a minute but going in i thought because um britain had got the bronze of the world we went in as the favorites went in and ran our second fastest time ever and only got the bronze medal so like they ran brilliantly but like the whole race was insane hi i'm dina asher smith and you're listening to the back straight boys there's a lot of ground to cover isn't there i feel like we have been here <laughs> there and everywhere but all roads and all championships lead to jasmine sawyer's <laughs> she is such now you know what's interesting i was just about to say she is such a championship performer and she is but she also hadn't won a major championship medal since 2016 coming into this event so it was absolutely desperate to put that right and she could not have left it any later for those of you that have been living underneath a rock she was on she did a fantastic opening round leap soared up into contention and then didn't improve upon it until the final round where she stood on the runway, slapped her thighs, gave herself a good stern bit of self-talk, stormed down the runway. And I don't know about you two in the stadium, I'm sure you would say, but I screamed because she just 
flew. And as she will go on to say when you talk to her, it wasn't the perfect job, but that didn't matter. She had with her final clutch leap, got herself up into a bronze medal position, and then by hook or by crook, held onto it. Of course we're still here. Um, we're here with the European bronze medalist, um, oh, Jazz Sawyers. Jazz, I was preparing this interview, I was going to say, well done, you've jumped really well again. I know you're disappointed you've come fourth, <laughs> but you really should be proud of yourself. And then you come out 6.80 in a bronze medal in the last round. You really should be proud of yourself. I, I really am. I really, really am. I, uh, this year I wanted medals. That's kind of what I said from the outset to myself, that I'm coming this year for medals. And I came into this champs honestly quite low, quite flat, thinking, God, you've not done it yet. You've got nothing so far. And I know that Commonwealth was good. Yeah. You know, a 6.84 was a good jump, but like, it's not a medal. So it's, mm-hmm. ultimately it's not what I got, went there for. Um, so I'm standing at the top of the runway in round six. I'm like, babe, sort it out. You cannot leave here without a medal. You're not doing it. Um, and so, you know, I figured it out, ran down, tore it down that runway the last, last go. Actually landed properly for the first time in the whole competition. Not sure what I was about. Sorry about that. Um, and then thought, shit, Marina's coming. Oh. <laughs> because that's what she did in Berlin. It was the exact same thing. I jumped myself into third in round six in Berlin. And then Marina went, no. Actually, and she bumped herself up, but um, I got to keep it this time. Well, she's got the triple jump as well, so she's just not be greedy, right? You've got another go. We we talked on Twitter last week, and I said, you always bring it at the championships, and I know you're going to bring it again. What is it that allows you to always raise your game for championships? I don't know. Because even if you don't get a medal, you always jump like your best at championships. This is... It's the champs that... This is what I live for. I love this so much. Like, being out there in a stadium and being in the British Fest and there being medals at stake, like, that is... That's paradise to me. That's that's where I want to be. And so I think it's just the fact that I enjoy it so much that helps me raise my game. But honestly, I was starting to think maybe I'm not that girl anymore because it's been six years since I won a medal. Well, I was just going to say that. It was six years ago you yeah. won a medal and it was exactly the same podiums. Different, different order yeah, this time, but the same yeah. girls. So it was. I feel like it's been the same lot of us for a very long time. Um, it was starting to feel like, you know, I go into every champs, believe me, I can win a medal, whether that's delusional or not. I think you have to have a little mm-hmm. bit of delusion to be a good athlete. Um, and I managed, I was this close to not finding that delusion this time, genuinely, because because I went into Worlds, I'd had an injury at Stockholm, I got injured at Stockholm, and then got COVID at the holding camp mm. for Worlds. Um, and then was thinking, right, okay, let me try and get myself back into the shape I was in before that. Managed to find some shape for Commonwealth, still wasn't enough, human. Uh, you know, what kind of a mad comp was that? It was crazy. That was a crazy competition. Um, but I felt like I should have been able to bring it. You know, I just, to me, I should be able to do whatever it takes to get on the podium at any comp. And I couldn't do it then. And so it's only, that was only nine days from mm-hmm. the qualification for here. And it just, it was so hard to reconvince myself that I am actually good enough to be on the podium. But standing at the top of the runway in the round six, I, I believed it. You I did believed it. it. You're too hard on yourself because you have no control what other people can do. And at the Commonwealth Games, people jumped out of their skin. I know, but I should I... jump further. <laughs> like, yeah, they did, but so should I. I should have. But you don't... I should have. Like, look, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I am here to be on the podium. And that's why I'm so happy. It's a bronze, right? Yeah. Two people beat me. Yeah. But, like, I've finally got back on the podium. I can on build podium. on this. So, what, what are your plans for the rest of the year if you have I'm any? I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I just get me in whatever I can get in. Yeah, I'll jump. Yeah, you'll see me about. I've, I've already told my agent, like, look, I just want to compete. I like competing. I don't get the athletes that just that don't show up on the circuit. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they don't. 
it's some big, people, very big names. There are big names that don't do it, but I mean, maybe they don't like it. I, yeah. I really like it. Like, well, we love I don't having... like training. I like competing. So, like, let me. Let well, me we're compete. very glad because we love watching you. You're always great to watch. You've always got a smile on your face, and you make us smile as well. So, thank you very, very much for stopping to talk to us and also just being a friend of the pod. You guys are the best. Of course, of course I am. I, I love it when my name pops up. I'm like, oh, when's that talking about me? I have to make a, a confession. Uh, me and Jody missed the jump. <gasps> uh, because you, you know, I was telling you a minute ago, you have to decide whether when you're journalizing, you know, when you're important journalizers like we are, um, you have to make the decision whether you're going to watch athletics or you're going to go and get an interview. And we were interviewing Ailish at this point, and it was our last chance to interview Ailish. She just did us a 5,000, she was coming off, and we kind of timed it that we'd run down, we'd interview Ailish, but we could watch jazz or watch the end of the long jump on the screens in the, in the mix zone. As we're talking to Eilish, Eilish, we finished talking to Eilish, we turned round and we saw Jazz jumping up and down. The screen was literally behind us, literally behind mm. us. We saw Jazz jumping up and down and we turned to one of the other guys in the mix and said, what happened? He said, she just did it. She just got <laughs> So Really sorry, Jazz. But we did, as you know, we did see her. Obviously, we saw her straight after. So. And Jazz is always a delight. And as I asked her there um, if, if she could do an Instagram Live, which she did. And if anyone missed it, if you go to our Instagram, there's like a half an hour Instagram Live with Jazz um, on our Instagram. I, I retweeted it as well, but you can look it on our, what is it, stories? Well, I don't know. Reels these days. Reels. On, re- on our Reels on Instagram. It was a delightful chat with a delightful young woman. And I hope that now she's rediscovered her ability to jump onto podiums, she keeps doing it because that seven meters is in there. It's just a matter mm. of when. Absolutely. And it's a really, it was a really good um, quality um, championship. It's not like she got a fluky, a yeah. fluky medal, you know, um, the same with the Commonwealth. So it was a really, really high standard. She came fourth for the Commonwealth, didn't yeah. she? Uh, but she's consistently jumping up there in the 80s now in championships at the championships at the championships exactly and historically the 80s you know in recent times has got medals so like she's going to carry on from there she's still only what 26 27 maybe um she's got plenty of time she's she's getting better and better like you know so so happy for her in other news Carson Vorholm is back <laughs> yeah, my boy. How are you? Huh? Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you as well. Have you got over the shock in Tokyo, or still working on it? Still, still crying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, you've had a very difficult year. Mm. You got uh, you got injured very early on. But how is like you've come to the European Championships and you've regained your title? Mm. So, are you happy with what's happened this year? Yes, very much. And, and especially on a day like this, it, it means a lot. And it's been actually a humbling experience. You know, I've been living on this pink cloud, you know, everything going my way, you know, record after record and medal after medal. And, and then you learn to appreciate things uh, a bit more also because these moments, are they, they don't come too often. And I put in a lot of hard work. So, yes, it, it means a lot. It does. Um, so you, you, you ran very well, so you ran very low 47s. Um, but in in the semi-final and in the final, you had an issue with the last last hurdle. Is that yeah. something because of your lack of compet- competing this year? What what was that about? Especially in the semi-final. But today, I think it was <laughs> it was okay. Uh, today it was more like saving it in. But in the semi-finals, you know, I was trying 14 steps and and I was going too slow. And it was like, okay, let's just get this win and get it over with. So a lot of stutter stepping there. But I fixed it today. I think. I mean, the 400 hurdles has just been, because of you, yeah. I mean, mainly, but in the thank last you, couple of years, <laughs> the 400 hurdles has been insane. And Alessandro yeah. Santos really stepped it up this year. Yeah. So are you going to be competing the rest of the year? Are you going to compete against him again? I don't know this year. We'll see. But 
Next year I'm coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more thing. One more thing. Okay. Last year you you did a whole interview with our, our, our colleague Claire. Yeah, yeah. And you, invite, hello to her. you invited us to the Oslo Grand Prix. Okay, you're yeah? more than welcome. Next year we're going to come and be your Yeah, your, and your I won't guests. be injured this year. Okay, okay see you around. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, you know how much we love Carsten on the on this podcast. Um, he's been a guest on here. He's always ready to have a chat with us. Um, we support him. Well, obviously, you, you, everyone saw our, um, our when we watched him win the, the Olympics last yeah. year. <laughs> but the, you know, he's, he he got injured at the beginning of the summer, and at the world, he it wasn't you know obviously quite back to, back to his his old self. But come come the Europeans, that few extra weeks, that few extra bit of like recovery and training that he was able to get in, and he comes and runs forty seven twelve, which until very recently we would yes. have been like gobsmacked by that time <laughs> now we're just like yeah <laughs> it's all right um but yeah what a champ and once again like i know we said on so many events the four hurdles what a brilliant 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 mm -hmm. event that's going to be in the next few years um there's so many amazing athletes um they're still all of them are quite young, young. Carsten led the way um others are catching do you mean and that, that incredible world record from last year that we just thought was going to be one of those records that just was out there forever Maybe not. Next year, you know, all three of them are capable of doing it. This is Jess Jad and you are listening to the Backstraight Boys. Well, I cannot wait to head to Norway next year and watch Carsten oh, in yes. the flesh. That will be very <laughs> exciting as his guests of honour, of course. <laughs> now, again, so much to talk about. So you're going to hate this, but I'm going to clip your wings and give you each one further shout out or one further mention oh. you'd like to do across all of me, Nick. Okay, so this is there's so many good events, like you said, and it's difficult, and it's unfortunate we can't talk about them all. And I'm going to take one that's does not something I thought I would be talking about, but I want to talk about the women's javelin. Oh, um, so it was a pretty mundane competition um, to begin with. Uh, Aline Tsenko from Greece um, had thrown 65 in the first or second round. She was well in the lead, and others were throwing 62, 63s. Um, and I, there was a Ukrainian girl, I think. I'm not sure who was in the medals. And then in the last round, last, last four throws, everything changed. The silver, the second place ends up in fourth, I think. And the silver medalist ended up being Adriana Velagos, who I think is from Croatia or Serbia. But what's so interesting about both of them is they're basically teenagers. Um, Velagos has won the last two World Juniors. She won the World Juniors in 21 and 22. And then... Elaine Sedenko won the European Juniors last year and won the silver medalist at the World Juniors last year. So they're these brand new teenagers who've come out on the biggest stage um, possible and won the gold and silver medal. And the women's javelin is an event that needs a bit of oomph in it. Um, and seeing those juniors moving into the seniors and doing what they need to do at this level you know, it's given them a lot of confidence going forward. And we want to see people throwing. Like, we need to get people throwing back in the 70s. Yeah. And maybe this is where it's going to come from. So I just love that. And I just, I remember watching the, just the last four throws and everything changed. And that's what you want in a field event. It was brilliant. So you've missed the, the most important bit, Jenny. Their what? ages combined do not oh, add yes. to the age of the bronze medalist. <laughs> who the wow. Yes, absolutely. The, the goat, Barbara Spotakova, getting a bronze medal at 41. 
I'd I thought that's, that. that's where you were no, going. I'd, that was I'd that. totally forgotten that. That was the whole more reason to talk about the women's javelin. What? That's, that's exactly what's actually right, Mayo. It was the last round that changed. And Barbara Spatakova went up into, went up into, she knocked, she went up into second, knocked the silver medalist down to third. And then Adriana Volagos threw, and she went into silver and knocked um, um, her into third, and the silver medalist into fourth. Sorry, I completely missed all that. It was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> So, I, I, sorry, I can't follow your rule, Claire. I don't have one. I just want to go shout out to Sandy P. Was it a fifth oh, or yes. a sixth championship? Sixth. And a sixth. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, we haven't mentioned Femke Bolt, which is like crazy. Oh, I mean, what's what mine? A... Oh, okay, I'll leave that there. I'll leave that there. <laughs> um, and we're only doing the women here, obviously. But my, num- my, my number one is in the women's long jump, Jazz knocked out Marina Batramanchuk. Yes. And she was in floods of tears. She was devastated mm. absolutely devastated to not get that bronze medal and i think we said to jazz yeah but we she had another chance and did she come good um 1502 you know we knew she was going to be good and um, she did it indoors didn't she she had a she qualified really well at the worlds but then didn't do well in the in the, um, in the uh, final um everything that must have been going on with her this this year you know to get that gold medal but not just get a gold medal but get a gold medal in 1502 that is fantastic and it mm. means that someone is cut breaking through that they're not just giving up they're not just giving up because um um because what's her name jazz rojas rojas, rojas. rojas. yeah just because rojas is going to be because going to be beating everyone everyone behalf a meter um yeah this is great great to see and uh her very handsome husband also got gold with the europeans in the swimming at the same time so <laughs> Mine was, yes, Femke Bolt, because despite having a ridiculous schedule, she was so busy. That is what I love about her. We've got some fantastic talents in the women's 400 metre hurdles this year um, over the last couple of years, but they don't race. They don't compete mm. on the circuit. We don't see them. Femke Bolt turns out week after week, churning out personal yes. over after personal best. Then she comes to the Europeans, decides to do the flat and the hurdles, wins the full flat in a European league and a national record, wins 400 hurdles and a championship record. But also, also, the fact that she slows down by only three seconds between the two disciplines with a schedule that's chock full of races is just extraordinary. Um, And then she's stuck in in the relay as well. I mean, she's just, to have left with three goals at that tender young age, and again, to be the person that we get to see in what should be a really hotly contested event week after week, I could not love her more. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And you know, naming no names, but it's a stark contrast, isn't it? Sydney McLaughlin. I'm going to name her name. We, <laughs> we want to see you race. We do, and I, I don't understand why she doesn't. I just think she should be out running. She's got the ability to do amazing things within this sport, um, and to make herself even more prominent and marketable than she already is. Why is she not racing? Race. Very, very, very strange. So we've all named some of our faves um, from the championships, but let's be honest, who's our favourite faves? Who's our favourite person who competed at the European Championships? It's, of course, honorary backstraight boy and another gold medal. It's Gianmarco. Gianmarco! <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can we spend one minute with you? Yeah, one minute because he is very quick. Yeah. Hi, I'm here with Jim Marco I'm honorary backstroke boy and um, European champion once again. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, this time you didn't make us cry. Yeah. Oh, so, why? I know, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, You had obviously an amazing year last year. You won the Olympics. Um, This year's been up and down, ending on a high today, which is fantastic. Has it been hard coming down from last year? Actually, it's not about last year, but about the problem that I had this year. I had many, I had many injuries that challenged me. And uh, when I came back from Eugene, I had COVID, coronavirus. And so it's been very, very difficult. Many trouble, many obstacles. But in the end, uh, it's worth it to don't give up. But you went from being a famous high jumper to being a, a worldwide star, you know, ah. overnight f- from that. Did, did, that Im- <laughs> did that impact your sort of um, training or anything coming into this year? Uh, of course, you know that people uh, uh, expect something from you, so you have to perform because they know they are there to see you jump. So that's what changed. But in myself, I want to jump for myself. That's the most important thing because you know you do so many sacrifices. So when so when you go there, you want to jump. And if people want you to jump, it's just the same thing. That's that's just normal. I was just looking this up. You've now won everything. Some things more than once. Um, the world championships is the only thing left. Yeah. So you know, you study. I, I know, I know, I know what I'm talking about. Um, so next year, Budapest. you've got another chance. And are you going to make me cry? That's the question. Oh, look, here is World Indoor done. European indoor yes. done. European outdoor done. Olympic done. World outdoor charging. That's Budapest. <laughs> That's Budapest. <laughs> we wish you all the best. Thanks a lot. I mean, could you could you love anyone more? <laughs> it's an no. absolute dream. Can I just want to say... Go can on, can I just say, that interview is as chaotic as to be expected, yeah? Um, I should just explain, because it, it would be clear on video, but maybe it's not clear from the, from the audio. Um, when I asked him about having only not won the World Championships, he's got a shoe, he's got one of his spikes, and on the spike is each championship um, like logo, and each one is sort of ticked off, apart from the World Championships, which is a like a, a bar, a bar that's like still um, charging. Hard to explain. So, like, um, so on his on his shoe, he's got the world championships. All the others are, are, are full bars, but the world championships is still is still charging. The one, the one to go, which makes no sense when you're listening to it as an audio. But um, but you, we've got a video. Like, you can watch the video. The video's on Instagram. So go and watch the video. The, the full the full experience. The full Gianmarco <laughs> experience on, on on Instagram. Congratulations! I think he got married last Friday. I certainly oh. saw his stag do in. Yeah, I think it was in. I've got a friend who was in Budapest um, um, on Instagram as well, which looked uh, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, what a great championships. What a way to wrap it up with um, Gianmarco Tamberi. Um, it really was a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking, it's the end of the year, Claire. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll do, um, we'll do, we've got a couple more coming, I'm sure, with um, the wrap up of the Diamond League and everything. But what a, what a summer. <laughs> what a summer. We're all as exhausted as everyone but Ailish McColgan who deserves the crown of most shattered in athletics. And I've said it at the start of the episode, I want to say it again, those interviews were just top draw. There's some good stuff going on in the mix zone on the BBC, but that just pales in comparison to what it is that you got out of those athletes. I loved listening to them as they came through. Thanks, Claire. Um, (laughs) You know how knackered we are after this season um, and then next season was not as as jam-packed. Interestingly, one of the actual major champs this next year has actually been cancelled now so the uh world indoors which was in nanjing which just needs to be scrapped completely it was just it was a covid one and they they moved it on over to to the in, I, in thought it was on in, I thought it was in istanbul and that's the euros oh. the world the world was in nanjing which is now we put back to 25 but anyway basically there's one less championship next year you'll be pleased to know okay <laughs> So, um, I am going to get my skates on, get this edited, which is going to be hours 
of trying to tidy this up. But I feel like we have <laughs> covered the champs really, really well because I've got to get out in time for the Diamond League tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, listen, thanks for everybody for joining us all summer, listening to our ramblings. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've enjoyed the, our special guests and interviews. Of course, there'll be more to come. Now, if people want to find all those interviews we've been talking about on social media, Bayo, where can they find us on Instagram? Instagram is Backstreet Boys Podcast. Claire, where can they find you if they want uh, to find some sense of serenity and intelligence? Oh, well, I don't know where they can go for that. But if they want to find me <laughs> on social media, I'm at Claire underscore G Thomas on Twitter and at Claire G Thomas on Instagram. And on Twitter, which is where we're most active, I think you can find us at Backstraight B or just look for the Backstraight Boys. Thanks for everyone for joining us over, over this summer. Um, do you know when you listen, subscribe, because we never know when there's going to be a new podcast coming out. We never know what you're going to miss. So subscribe to the podcast. If you do have any thoughts or anything you want to convey to us, then please let us know. We're always looking for um, feedback feedback and on your podcast on apple please give us five stars if you give us five stars and a nice review and let us know we might call your name out and we've still got we've got more swag we've got more swag in a bag in my office that we swag can to send out to people so please be interactive and join us thanks for joining us once again and now it's off wherever you're going on holiday wherever you're going for a rest a desert island and get some sunshine and we'll see you in a few weeks bye bye bye, bye.